What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Wire Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession, so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. Bear with me. Her name is Clement Scouten. Now, five years ago, Clement started her own business helping people write their memoirs and publish books about their family history, and she's got a lot to share with us today. So, Clement, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. There you go. Now, Clement, how are you doing today? Terrific. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And again, uh, she has a she has a French first name. So, again, I'm probably going to be messing up her her first name all day long today. But please forgive me. I know I, I know she's on the other side of the phone cringing, but we're going to get through this interview today. So I'm really excited to to sit down and talk with you here today. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. So why did you start your business um, writing memoirs and publishing books about people's family history? Well, it's kind of a convergence of events in my life that brought me to this point. I worked in uh, an insurance company in the marketing and communications department for a long time. I grew up in the insurance company. I ever worked in that one company. Mm -hmm. And like is often the case, you have a series of life events that happen that cause you to kind of scratch your head and say, you know, is this really what I want to be spending my time doing? And that's what happened to me. First of all, I turned 40, which was like, oh, my God, how could I be this old? And I um, and my mom died and I was living in Boston and I'm from Philadelphia. I always wanted to come back to Philadelphia. And I kind of felt like, you know, I was at the point in my career where if you wait too much longer, you can't switch. Right. You have a lot of flexibility when you're young to switch, but not but less and less as you get older. Uh, I'm not going to go and start my own my business when I'm 60, right? Um, I'm thinking about retiring when I'm 60. So Mm -hmm. that was it. I packed my bags, I moved to Philadelphia, and I put out my shingle. And what led me to this particular business is that, you know, for friends over the years, I'd help them make photo books, and I'd kind of tried out genealogy research. And I had helped my employer organize some of their family papers and publish a book. And, you know, I kind of felt like I was inventing this job for myself that Mm -hmm. I didn't know this job existed. It's not like you ever hear about people who do this, right? I mean, had you heard of anybody who does this? No. Right. So I thought I was inventing it. Now, I'm not alone. There are other people who do this. I hope this answers your question. That's how it all kind of came to be. Perfect, perfect. And then when what what was the that day that you really um not even it, it doesn't even have to be a specific day, but what when when did it really click that this was something that you really wanted to do for a very long time? Sure. I um I would say every day that feeling gets stronger. It's terrifying to start your own business. I mean, the the financial implications are pretty significant. You have to have saved up for it, first of all, and because you're paying yourself now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that paycheck isn't coming from your boss. And I didn't go to business school. I don't, you know, I didn't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's terrifying in the beginning. And you really doubt your, I really doubted myself. I shouldn't say maybe other people don't doubt themselves. I doubted myself, but I really enjoyed the substance of the work. 
And mm. the more I engage in the substance of the work, the more time I spend with my clients, customers, some of who, by the way, are now friends, mm. um, the more I see the impact of what I do. And I feel like I, you know, just I'm doing something that's worthwhile. And then I'm so lucky to have found to enjoy. Mm. So I can't say like it was a lightning bolt. Some people, maybe it is. There's no lightning bolt for me that was like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely the perfect fit for me. And that's going to be great for the next 30 years. It really is just these tiny little incremental additive experiences that make you feel whole. Yes, yes. And I a thousand percent agree with you. And especially on that point, I think you 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 skimmed over a point. You didn't give yourself enough credit for um, even even saying this. But the fact that you said that you doubted yourself at, at one point and, you know, you might still be doubting yourself. Everybody doubts themselves in going along through the process of anything that they want to do. Um, that they're trying to take seriously. Um, but it is the the doubt is a part of it's a part of the journey because you in order to there wouldn't be faith without fear. Fear is like if you didn't have if you weren't scared of it going wrong, then there would be no point of faith. You know, if you if everything was worked out already, then there would be no point of even uh, trying or taking the risk. So that's what makes life fun, that, uh, having that doubt and still pushing through it. So um, I'm really happy that you uh, shared that point right there. Um, but let, let me go ahead and uh, dig a little deeper. So do you think that you had any childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into who you became today? Well, not as a child. No, I'm an only child. So I did spend a lot of time doing only child things like reading mm. and coloring books and mm that kind of stuff. So I've always been a reader. And then the school I went to, I'd never taken a standardized test till I got to college. It was all reading and writing, reading and writing, reading and writing, a short essay, long essay, medium essay, super long essay. I mean, all mm. we ever did. So whether it came naturally to me or whether I'm, I was trained at it from a young age, I don't know. But mm. but it's it's something I enjoy, right? Because you often enjoy things you're good at. And maybe I could make more money if I did something in math and sciences, but I'm not good at it. So it would be a daily struggle. I'd probably weep when I got home every night. Mm -hmm. But in any event, I was on yearbook committee and did the yearbook in high school. I did that in college too. So, you know, this notion of gathering information and displaying it nicely is really still what I do, right? I interview people about their lives and then I write it up so that it sounds nice. And, mm. and so, and, and essentially when I was working in marketing and communications in the insurance company for, for so long, that's what I did for them too, but just on the corporate site, right? Because you, you write copy for the website about the company, you write uh, junk mail to customer, to potential customers, you write gathering and sharing information and then presenting it in an attractive way or a compelling way. And so there's nothing wrong with the insurance industry. It treated me very well. I made a good living. I, was highly respected employee there and and all that. But um, I actually don't care about the insurance industry, right? I don't care about car insurance. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad yeah. it's there, but it's really boring. Yeah. And so the idea that I can spend time with people and talk to them about really interesting stuff, which is the story of their lives and how, you know, what has impacted them and how they think and how they make decisions and what they want their kids to know when they're gone, sharing that, you know, distilling that information and sharing it compellingly is really motivating. So, you know, again, there was no lightning bolt of like, I was trained for this, um, mm. or I have had hobbies that were this. It's w another one of these kind of 
the universe did things that set me on this path or God or whatever you want to call it. Right. Very nice. Um, yes. Yes. So, I, I agree. I agree with you all the way. I agree with you all the way. You're welcome to disagree. Happy to argue. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 please, please. I mean, you, you seriously, you, you broke it down very nicely and it, that's, that's really how it works. Sometimes. And I can definitely relate to, uh, you know, your, your, um, your saying of, you know, how you like hearing people's stories and uh, what they want to tell people, um, what, what they want to tell their kids before they're gone, because we pretty much have the same job in that respect. Um, so yes. I, again, I, I really love it. I really love it. And I, I gotta ask, what is an average day like for you? <laughs> well, when you're your own boss, you have to really figure that out for yourself. So I try to be structured. I don't like doing my, all my accounting, my back office stuff, like you know, matching the receipts to the credit card bill and making sure I expense it properly for my accountant when tax season comes. So that stuff, I, I literally put on the calendar for Fridays and I try and schedule things that I'm not nuts about doing like that so that mm -hmm. those things get the attention they need and I don't blow them off. Otherwise, exactly. yeah, otherwise it's very client driven. So maybe I have a call with a client this afternoon, for instance, and I'll talk with them and then I'll do whatever work comes out of it. Maybe it's going to be an interview. And so I have to transcribe the interview. Maybe it's going to be editing the interview. Maybe it's going to be time to lay out the book, the, the substance of the work, the heart of the work. I do a little bit of that every day. My mornings often start out with kind of going through the day's emails. I would say from the first hour, hour and a half of my day is always like, what came in yesterday? What do I need to reply to? And then organizing the rest of my day. But because I work from home, I am also very flexible. So weekends are much different for me now. I often work on weekends and do errands and stuff during the week when things are less crowded. Um, this was even before COVID. So this was a challenge, right? Because no one is there to say to you, time to get up, you know, you can't or get out of bed, get their day started, or no, you can't take a break, or you really have to structure, figure out what your structure is going to be and find what works for you. Very nice. Very nice. And I, and that's that's uh, usually how it works for uh, most people, you know, who are running their own business. You have to again, you have to uh, have your own discipline, set out your own uh, plan. And also, um, again, you there there is no uh, I, I mean, the the uh, one of the one of the uh, biggies, I feel like with when people when I ask people um, about this is uh, I really don't like the administrative side of, of the work. You know, I like the craft of the work, but I, I really don't like the administrative side. But let's go ahead and roll right into that question, actually. So and I think you already answered it uh, beautifully, uh, you know, earlier in the interview. But what do you enjoy the most about your work? Oh, I like the from the substance of the work, the craft of the work. I enjoy the craft. I mean, I enjoy mm -hmm. editing the stories and thinking up of how to create a beautiful first sentence for someone's book. I mean, I'm not going to start every book with I was born on July 7th, 1913. Right. It, that mm -hmm. would be, I would not be doing a good job if I did that with the beginning of every book. Right. Mm -hmm. So the craft of writing and, and, and really making it sound nice is exciting to me. But one of the things I find most rewarding about the job is the actual end product's impact for the family. I just got a text message yesterday from one of my clients saying, you know, our kids learn things about us. We didn't realize they didn't even know. And, yep. you know, these books are so impactful. And I've had clients die before their book was published, which was really sad to me. But the family, the kids were so happy to have this record of their parent, right? It made them realize we should have done this for our dad, too. But even the family history books that, I mean, imagine if you had, you know, 
30 pages that your grandmother or grandfather wrote, or maybe you're probably, they're probably still alive because you're so young, but you know, how about your great grandfather? Would it be fun for you to actually sit and read 30 or 50 pages of his, of what he had to say about his life and growing up and his experiences? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I try and convince people is worth doing to pay it forward so that your great grandchildren can sit and read about what you did and how you did it. And it's a little different now with the digital age, but still, I mean, it's really meaningful stuff. Yeah, it is. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, now, again, the, the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least? Oh, sorry, the least. The back office stuff is not fun for me. So the accounting, the, you know, the, those, those tasks, I will say some of the hard, hard things I find unpleasant as well, even though I'm not sure. No, I like them the least. So figuring out your pricing, figuring out your pricing is really hard. And I don't enjoy thinking about that, right? How much should I charge? Not an easy question. Mm -hmm. Um, Working on my marketing plan. I find I was in marketing for 15 years and I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy to market my own business. I know everything, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that was a joke. (laughs) I absolutely hate working on my own marketing. Self-promotion is does not come naturally to me. And you have to write so much about yourself and about what you do and about how you do it. And I'm very grateful for a conversation like this. It's a lot less work for me, but the, you know, the, the, all the web copy, all the creating the brochure, you know, finding referral partners, convincing them to do stuff for you, to send you business. Where should you advertise? How much are you going to spend on advertising? I find that just brutally, brutally dreary. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. And uh, <laughs> let's just, for the for the uh, for the good of you know moving on from that thought, uh, let me go ahead and ask you my favorite question. And again, this is hands down my favorite question. Okay. What do do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? No, I find that grades don't matter in school that much in general anyway. Um, mm. Unless you're you're going for a specific type of job, My, I was not a good student. I was actually quite. A, I did the absolute minimum in high school to get by, mm-hmm. uh, just barely more than a passing grade. Uh, it wasn't until graduate school that, in my brain, it clicked that I enjoyed thinking about the stuff I was being asked to think about. And okay. you know, a lot of our captains of industry were not good students. Mm-mm. And I. Look, if you're competing to be recruited by a top Wall Street firm in finance, they're looking at your grades, right? They're straight up looking at your grades. Mm. But other than that, I just don't, I don't feel like they're really a reflection of who you are other than you did the work, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you really need to be first in your class. No, I just don't think that's true. I just don't think that's true. It wasn't true for me. I'm I'm happy. Um, I've happy happiest that I've ever been, and I did not have good grades. But Very I graduated nice. from high school, and I went to grad, and I went to like an Ivy League college, and I went to graduate school. So you know. Yes, yes, and I I'm a hundred percent on your side. I hundred percent agree with what you're saying because I can one hundred percent relate. So, all right, let me go ahead and break down this next question for you. And again, I think you answered it very, very well. So we're we're just gonna retouch on it, but I'm gonna break it down a little bit for you. So, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean what are you devoted to? What's your devotion? I do really get a charge from my happy customers. From all my customers, really. I don't have, I have been very lucky. I don't, I haven't had an unhappy customer yet. Mm-hmm. So that is really impactful to me. And it's, it's reciprocal. Like, or, and maybe it means the same thing. I don't know. I'm impactful to them. 
right? So I gain a sense of self-worth because of how I'm able to make them feel. And it just, you know, it just feels good. I mean, yeah. people are, re- they're so grateful. They say to me, how did you write this book? It's amazing. It's so interesting. I love it when clients say to me, this book is so interesting. They wrote it. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just made the book, but it's their story. I didn't invent the story. I didn't invent the words they used. They did it. Uh, so that impact to me is really significant. You know, does it change society? Does it change the world? Am I saving the planet? No. None of those things, but the path that I've crafted for myself, I, I find that on a day-to-day basis, those exchanges with customers are really important. You, you know, Kumas, our, our jobs aren't really that different uh, hearing <laughs> the, the way that you're uh, describing it. Seriously, I mean, our jobs are really, really are not that far apart, not that far off at all. So um, again, I love it. I love it. I love it. And you have been given great Great, great answers all interview long, but we are winding down to that last question. So if there is one, just one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you are in today, what would that be? Well, there's two parts of that question in the way I'm going to answer it. Mm. The first one is that in general, in life, be true to yourself. I mean, you have to wake up every morning and look at yourself in the mirror and you better like what you see because otherwise you're not going to have a good time. It's going to be very hard if you're not true to yourself. You can't not be you. It's very hard. And so, you know, if you want to apply that to work, job, I think that my clients relate to that honesty that I bring to the table, that they really feel that they can be honest in return and give me the best story they can give, um, that they really can talk openly and freely because I'm showing them an open and free version of me, right? So I would say that's, you know, that's uh, one answer to your question. The second answer to your question is that as far as the owning your own business and running your own business, the most important piece of advice is that you have to be prepared to put yourself out there 150% of the time. And so the two answers really go hand in hand, right? You, mm. you can't not be yourself and you have to put yourself out there all the time, right? Especially in the beginning, every word you write, it's your word. Every time you show up to shake someone's hand and try and get them to do something for you, whether you're get, trying to get funding for your business, whether you're trying to get a loan from the bank, whether you're trying to seal a deal with a client, like you, it's, it's you. I mean, you're being judged, mm-hmm. you're being looked at, you're being evaluated. So you better make sure you like who you are, you believe in what you're doing and, and that you're willing, you know, to say it loud and proud. Very nice. Very nice. And I, again, I a thousand percent agree. You have given excellent, excellent, excellent advice all interview long. Aww. Now, is, well, there, is, there, is, is there any type of way that my audience can reach yours, whether, you know, it's the website to your business, maybe the social media account, book even, just anything that I can put in the link in the description below so that my audience can see what you're all about? Well, I absolutely, they can go to, anyone can go to my website, which is um, www memoirsandmore.com. I also have a Facebook page, uh, Memoirs and More. And uh, a lot of my content's directed towards seniors because they're the ones who right, have had this life to tell. But mm-hmm. make no mistake, people your age, younger people have a lot to say too. And again, this goes back to imagine if your grand- great-grandfather or great-grandmother had kept a diary that they wrote a couple sentences in every day. 
you would be thrilled to read what their day was like when they were 20 years old, 22 years old, 25, 30, et cetera. So if you're looking for some way to think about your, you know, your future, it's not hard to just write a couple of sentences every couple of days about what you're doing, what you're up to, what you think, what, what your day was like. And, um, you know, and, uh, I think you should do it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, again, I a hundred percent agree. This is, again, this is great, great, great answers. Great, great, great advice that you've been given. I I need to call you when I'm feeling down. You're cheering me up here. (laughs) Yes. And again, my folks, please click that link in the description below. Please check her out. I know somebody out there is gonna, is, is gonna find your work useful and find your skill set. you know, um, impactful for them or or a family member that they you know need to you know just extract that um that everything that you've been saying so and again i have to thank you once again for giving excellent 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 advice all interview long now folks as you know there are three types of work a job a career and a calling most people have a job you're lucky if you find your career but you are truly truly blessed if you find your calling and i really hope that me and clemence helped you find it here today folks that is a wrap If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mount, like I'm pitching. I'm fighting the move.